Lake Havasu, boys and girls, December 1, 2023, Blackguards on tour in Arizona. We are having a ball. All right, well, let's start slapping numbers. What number is this? I would assume that this is episode 400, 400, 252. This is the weekly podcast with uh, your hosts, Blackguards. We've just wrapped up three nights back to back to back in Chandler, Lake Havasu, and tonight was Bullhead at the Hardyville Tavern. Last night was at Jeremy's Juke Joint, and Thursday was in Nobody else. There you go, in Chandler. Yeah, we had a ball. This is a, yeah. this jaunt, we shall call it, a jaunt, jaunt. This was put together by Turbo. Uh, he's a he's an ex-Havasu ex, uh, native. Yep. He got all his family and friends and just packed the places. Heidi packed, and you as well. Yeah, you yeah. guys both packed Chandler. Yeah. So we had we had, we had the wonderful Heidi Riggs on Thursday, and then uh, she had a she had a big gig coming up. So we got Jeff Duncan in from uh, Houston, well Canada really, and he played Friday Saturday, and I, I don't know when the last time I had this much fun was. Heck yeah, it's been awesome. We want to thank Race Jones right in front of us there. Don't get his license plate because he. A wanted man, <laughs> but he's showing us around Lake Havasu. This is our first time here, and I have to tell you, if you have not been to Havasu, you're missing out. This is a gem. It's like Florida with mountains. Yeah, that, that's that's mean. They've got good food here. Watch your mouth. Uh, but before we go any further, we had hotels, everything taken care of. But Race Jones stepped in, childhood friend. Say, so what are you doing? Exactly. Like what are you doing? Yeah, you're staying with me. So, Tell him. Thank you, Race. You're the man. Opened up his home to us. Man, we lived like kings for two days. So. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. Man. Yeah. Just the guys, dude. Just everybody happens here. Just so many people out there. I'm just, man. Yeah. We're going by Turbo's childhood home. What does that mean? That means we're going to Sesame Street. Did you know that Sesame Street is here in Lake Havasu? Well, we're about to find it. It's where uh, Ernie and Bert learned how to live together in perfect harmony. And uh, where uh, Ernie learned what a upper decker was. <laughs> I just kid. Don't look that up, kids. Don't look that That's up. A legendary episode. Yeah. I was the only one where Bert cried. Hey, Bert. Look at this. Good. We missed our calling. We should have been sock puppet impersonators. I'm still nursing some coffee from Wild Coffee in uh, Lake Havasu. Yeah. Uh, two shots of espresso black coffee. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, cheers. This is the second coffee shop stop of the tour. Uh, Turbo, first question goes to you. What was the name of that place? Tin Cup. No, wrong. Chad? Full Cup. Full Cup. Full Cup. All right, very good. Chad, you got the double shot. Yeah. Rate it. One, one in ten. Ten being the best. One uh, being eight. Shit. Eight? Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay, I need... Uh, if you were to put a slogan, so the full cup, Weatherford, Texas, if you were going to put a slogan on it, what would it be? Uh, surprisingly groovy. Surpri- that's good. That's mm. good. Dang, that was really good. Yeah, what you got? Coffee and relax. Okay, uh-huh. beans and books, maybe. Beans and beans, books. Beans and books. Okay, I appreciate maybe, that. Maybe okay. that's surprisingly unexpectedly groovy. All right, stop trying to fucking kick the shit out I'm of your editing my, Just, my yeah, 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 first one was good. <laughs> Second one was Bean, shit. No, beans and super books. 
That's I like that. He's like a super, band. super. Yeah, I, I like I like your use of super. It's a callback to earlier, Chad. Yeah. He's not serious. So anyway, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna high in your own supply. That's cool. High in your own supply. Right, that oh. fucking barista, Julian. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. It was a, it was, it was a you know yes. one yeah. guy. Sw- he's a, yeah. he's a he's a solo swarm of gnats. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> weather for Texas, boys and girls, Thumbs full up. cup. Yeah, we're gonna give it. We're gonna give it a, a an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. I got my slogan better one. Here we go. Books, beans, and more books. There you go. There we go. Cut. That's it. That's the best I got. Cut paste. So uh, I want to point out too. So we do. We play with a band tonight out of Las Vegas. More childhood friends of Turbo, and uh, it's called Guilt by Association. Yep. And they. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm just joking. Uh, yeah. They. Uh, <laughs> I wish I knew what we were talking about. Well, okay, I'll tell them what you're talking about. So we're we're fucking with them on stage. Great battle. Before I go any further, check them out. Please check them out. Guild Bass Association out of Las Vegas. We played with them tonight. They opened the show. And you talk about a a fucking, talk about a well-owned machine. You talk about a a fucking band that knows not only how, how to put a song list together, but just go, 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 hit. You hit your punch, 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 punch knock you the fuck out and you ask for more brilliant band yeah. and I'm not just saying that because you're, you're your friends but I just stood there with my mouth open just going so well rehearsed yeah. drummers out of this world bass player killer great tone two guitar players both could just play rings around most people and, and then and of course, Mike, your childhood friend, singing and, and a great songwriter, great lyricist, great performer. And harmonies, uh, yeah, which a lot of punk bands don't. Yeah, but but man, they could have been. And I thought about this during the show. They could have been Anthrax with a good singer. Yeah, I mean, they they, they, they were just playing such they were that good. fast and just tight. And I, I'm a, an Anthrax fan of the music. I do not like the vocals, but Mike's a great vocalist. Great front man. We've done some good shows of him. Like, you know, he used to sing. I just played in a band with him. And uh, tell us. Yeah, he, what, uh, was the name? he was telling me this. He was the first in Pummel. So he was pre Adam. So this is when Pummel was, you know, a punk rock band. And then we had changed when we changed singers. We, the band completely changed and flipped over. But Mike was asking me tonight. He's like, man, do you have any recordings? And I'm like, that's the ones I want to find. I'm going to find those. So. I know that and there was a couple people that came out to Bullhead that um, you know knew us from back then, and we were just talking old stories and like, oh my gosh, it just seemed like so. I think I was 17, 16 years old, you know, and Mike was probably you know, mid twenties or twenty four, twenty five ish. And uh, oh, it's cool. The last time I saw Guilty by Association, I got to tell a story. We were playing a show way up in Fallon, Nevada. It's by Reno, and. They broke down. They were taking a couple cars up there. They broke down, and we were coming up in our tour van, and we were behind them. I verified that story tonight with, with, with Frank, the bass player. Yes, I did. <laughs> what do you say? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he's like, I swear it's a true story. So he goes, they broke down, and it was like, oh, my God, we're not going to get to the show. And uh, You guys, 30 minutes behind. We picked them up, and so we loaded up all their gear and made it. We just stuffed everything in and made it work. We're like... No man, let's go. And so we were able to play the show. We played this coffee house. We drove all the way up for this coffee house in this small town called Fallon, Nevada. And then just all the kids just pile in there and 
Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite places ever played. I've told you guys about this before. It yeah. was that place is just what it was. Listen, it was cool. Listen, kids, if you decide that you want to be in a rock and roll band, this is what we learned tonight. A big thank you to Frank, the owner of. He's not the owner. He's the manager yeah. of of uh, Hardyville, Hardyville Ta- Tavern in Bullhead City, right? We've talked about this a million times on Slapcrows. We've done this a million times. We go direct, meaning there's no huge amplifiers on stage. Guilty by association, have those big amps, but they fucking they, 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 they just dial them in right. Everything was just perfect. Anyway, we were always talking about how you know you got to be prepared and blah blah blah. So there was a little mishap with the with the house sound tonight. We travel with our PA, and if you if you're gonna go on tour, if you're gonna go on tour, bring sound with you, even if all the places have sound. Note to self: if you've never played there before, bring your own sound because. We saved the day tonight. We saved the day tonight. We saved the night today. No, we saved the night tonight. The system couldn't handle what we were giving it, so we was cutting out. It just it sounded like we were just blowing the fuses and breaking everything. That wasn't the case. So, what? 10, 15 minutes tops. We had our stole own the full PA. We we brought everything out of the van. We set it up and we fucking just. I mean, it was just it was just fantastic. If you're going to go, if, if you're serious about rock and roll, make sure you have a backup. Yeah. Because we had the backup, and in seconds, we were back up. It's imperative. If you want to make sure that, you got, that you're going to play rock and roll, yeah. you got to do it. So I, I never regret for a second going from big, big amps to direct, you know, to tiny little backline stuff. But you've got to be prepared. Rock and roll bands do not make that mistake. Don't go with it. Don't leave home without it. Yeah. What was the first thing you said? Beans and superbooks? Beans and superbooks. Is that what it was? Yeah. I like that. Oh. What was your favorite show over the three day trip? I can't Okay, so my, my favorite show would be if I had to put them in order, I'd put them all in first place. Don't, this is why. Uh, Good Time Charlie's phenomenal. Packs of the Gills. Couldn't move anybody else in there. They had to put tables on the dance floor. Yeah. Because there was no more room. There's no more room. All the tables were reserved when we got there. And we had more people coming in. Uh, Heidi and uh, Turbo just knocked it out of the park. Just got everybody in there. Great, great, great interaction with the crowd. They paid attention to every song. Nobody left. We did two sets. They they bought our stuff. It was just it was tremendous. Are we on? We're on. All right. Boys and girls tonight, Jeremy's Lake Havasu, Arizona, 7 o'clock. No cover charge. Come with us. We got our security too. We got security with us tonight. Nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's got you're, you're safe. We're safe. Come on down. Let's get unsafe together. Then have a zoo, which I've never seen. Turbo, that's the redhead over here. I've never seen him so nervous. I've never seen him so jumpy. I've never seen him so. He's just kind of. It was like a pregnant pause being fucking tased. I mean, that was his whole fucking demeanor for the whole thing because he was in. Every every, it was amazing. It was like it really was. But you, you held it together. And let me explain too. So he was so excited. Jump in, please. No, oh, I love hearing this. Uh, every childhood friend, every bandmate. It, I know not everybody. You know, it just it seemed like every cousin, and brother, sister, friend, everybody that could have shown up was there. And your time is wafer thin. A waffle thin mint. It, it was, I mean, just, you had no time. 
and we got there excruciatingly early and you know ready for anything blah 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 you, you were spread so thin Wafer thin there was so many people it was it was wall to wall and and, and, and remember we've we played we played you know in Arizona before so we did have Blackguard fans there as well and it was it was just mobbed yeah and then we also have to say so we're talking about Good Time Charlie's in Lake Havasu Arizona but no, Chandler. Well, tell me, Captain Chandler. Uh, uh. Chandler. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Good Time Charlie's. That's a Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. I'm Spalling and you're a Chandler. Oh, that's sorry. Jeremy's Jeremy's you going I don't fucking care. Let's <laughs> have no more of that either, right? Maybe maybe if I buy some French fries from the base player, he'll fix it for me. Yeah. I'm I'm Chandler. No, no. I'm Spalling. Jeremy's Juke joint in, in Havasu. Can I look at a program a minute? So, I wanna I wanna talk about Emily and Amber. Yeah. Vince at the door. Tucker running sound. Let, let me tell you, but Emily and Amber, thanks to Turbo, it was just a monster night in Lake Havasu. Typically, notoriously, that place is not jumping on a Friday night, especially first of the month, right? Yeah, first of the month. It was packed. It was wall to wall, absolutely wall to wall. And Amber and Emily, uh, Emily on the bar dancing. She said, "I don't do that." Yeah, she did that. She did it well. Amy was up live streaming, and I drag her up on stage. You just, see her face when you're all get up here. She's like, uh, yeah. Uh, and you're like, come on. And yeah. she's like, ah. And then you, and then, then she came up and she was like, ah. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I, I know we have some of that footage, so this yeah. is going to be in this episode as well. Yeah. Vince sent me a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Vince, and, uh, Vince at the door. But yeah. watching Amber and Emily behind that bar, they were very, very far away. But you could see they were dancing like crazy the whole night. Didn't stop. Yeah. And if you ever need that, you know that. 50,000 volts to the testicle. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking, that's, that's what does it. Yeah. They were just having a ball. I felt like it was a perfect number of people. If you had to try to squeeze in another 30, 40 people in there, it would have just been shoulder to shoulder. We get there early and it's like, you know, we've got, it's not like we show up and we've got nothing to do until showtime. We're setting up, we're getting everything dialed up, we're loading gear, we're getting our ears set up, we're going through all of our, like our protocol, right? Here's our, our pre-show protocol. But there's so many people that I could just spend hours with. Yeah. Each. And I'm like, that's where I was going, ah, because I'm trying to, I'm ping-ponging around, trying to hit everybody, downloading, I haven't seen some of these people in 20 years, downloading your life in a five-minute window, and I just... I was so thankful for everybody and their patience with me because, man, I, I, like I said, I could spend a freaking half a day with everybody. Yeah, I, I could just sit there. I'm just, I'm just, oh, so I can't wait to come back. Yeah. We're coming back. Yeah. So. You, you took care of that too. <laughs> yeah. And then tonight, the greeting that we received when we walked into Bullhead and the camaraderie, the immediate camaraderie between us and Mike and that crew, it was just uh, that's that's what I live for, and there's so few fucking bands that do what they do, meaning rehearse, put a show on, and they got the fuck off that stage. I mean, it was fat. You swear that you swear that they were being chased for for money or something. I mean, <laughs> they they were they were they were like running off that stage. It was brilliant. They were yeah. gone in seconds. Yeah, and you have to, and, and also we we got to borrow their drums. Thank you for that. It was a yeah. huge thing. We we had our SJC drums with us, but. We we used their drums for to, and it got it got cold out there. 
Yeah. It's, it's at 34 degrees right now. It was every bit of that. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was 40? low 40s. And yeah, it was just, I was telling you when you were singing, I could see, yeah. I swear to God, I could see the words coming out. Yeah. Those Vegas boys were cold. We, yeah. we were all out there to see this. Those head hoodies and jackets and mittens and all that. Yeah, I had my jacket on when we were setting up, and after, even while we were setting up, I said, This, this is in my way. <laughs> I'm not used to wearing it while I'm setting up. Yeah, heck yeah. Those girls loved it when you did that too. Because there were many shows. I mean, we played in much colder weather than that. Oh, yeah. In the nights in the past, the FDO in particular. Yeah, Frank at, at Hardyville Tavern in Bullhead City, Arizona, he had the fires going, there was fire pits, there was gas light, you know, gas heat lamps going. There was, I mean, there was, of course, there was inside too, a great food truck too, and just, I mean, he just put on the full show, and we were talking about this before, you know, before we went on with the other band. These clubs are not—they're not surviving. They're not having the people support it. They're not having the local, you know. If you drove past there because it was outdoors tonight, he had lights, he had the stage set up. It was a great setup. If you drove past that and saw what the production that he had put together, you would pull the car over and say, "Kids, shut the fuck up! I'm going in. Daddy's going drinking." You know, you would just want to be a you would want to be a part of that. Yeah. It was uh, tremendous. It was cool to see Frank. I haven't seen him in so long. So, so how do you know Frank? Frank was, uh, you know, he was former front man, and you know, he created Food and Glow Schools. And uh, back in, that's him. That's him. Wow, that's Frank Food and Glow Schools. He would. You know, would you he, say that slow for the camera, please? Voodoo, Voodoo Glow Schools, Glow Schools, yeah, Glow Schools. Look them up. They originated, I believe, nineteen eighty eight. You know, like late '80s uh, ska band, and uh, really a, one of the pioneers. Big deal, big deal, big fucking deal, yeah, huge deal. And uh, I was just a fan, and but he he really brought a lot of bands and clubs and out in this area, kind of this little tri city area, and uh, kept it going. He's still doing it. I mean, he's just like I told him. I'm like, man, you're just you're a pillar, and you just. He's one of those guys. He's like he just puts all in. I'm like, so when you say at Tri Cities, do you mean like um, Bullhead, um, Kingman, Havasu? Yeah, that those kind of Kingman, okay. those kind of areas right okay. there. Is that and, the Three Cities right yeah, there? Yeah, the Three okay. Cities. That's cool. Um, yeah, he had this place called it was the Underground in Lake Havasu that he did for a while. I'm going to show you that. I have that T-shirt. I told him I was going to wear it, but it's like a medium. It's like a medium shrunk to a small, and I'm like. It doesn't fit me no more. Yeah. <laughs> like, it fits my, it's my eleven year old son. You know, yeah. like, but it's uh, you know, man, I'm never getting rid of that shirt. You know, it's like I just said, man, he's just he's just a rad dude. He's just a good guy, and man, he's just all in. Like, man, just I, I highly recommend people look up look up the band. So I know the band's still going. Uh, man, they've been around forever, but he they really were leaders in that, really pushing that that type of genre. He, he was playing. He was playing all that stuff that I grew up with, all that ska that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. And I just—it was the first time I, I think it was. Uh, it, what was the song they played like four times in a row? I, I think it was. It was a song by the Selectors. He played. Well, yeah, was yeah. Such, it's the Selectors, not Selectors. It's a great song, but not four times in a row. And I won't kill it today. No, no, no. No, uh, no it was a great song. It was kind of had that Susie and the Banshees kind of feel, yes. but it was very uh, a little bit more. Oh, missing words. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, I, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that someone. He had bad manners playing on there, which I've shone light on. Anyway, great, great, great tunes to set up with, and 
you also know when somebody's playing that kind of stuff that he's not at home listening to Poison and no you know you know the, the guy's got soul but he yeah. he really is he like you said he dives in and he gives everything and he's just he's all about that night and now it was cold out there and there was not the turnout that we were hoping for but I'll tell you right now he didn't blink he didn't blink he's it's a new it's a new ish club they've they asked us to come back immediately yep you know, you know it's just and that's not why that's not like why we love the buddy it's just it's one of those things where, yes I will I will help but I would love to do anything I could to help build this because not only are there few and far between but there's there's so there's so much heart in that place yeah yeah, we booked this with him. I think they had just opened. He was like, we just That's opened. Right. Like, it was like within that month or something like that. He's like, I'm like, man, you're still you're still doing this. He, I got to get the name of his bike shop. He owns a bike shop, like a pedal bike shop. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And, in, uh, in Bullhead? In Bullhead. I believe it's in Bullhead. And uh, I got to get the name. We should share the name of that. Uh, yeah, man, he's, you know, he's all in in that community. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. So, uh, what was your favorite part of Havasu doing the, uh, we were touring around, you know, sightseeing oh. and stuff? Okay, so you'll no doubt see the pictures, uh, and another great job by Race Jones by putting those, like, he, hey, he, putting us in our place, and you step over a little Step bit. over, yeah, 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 yeah. Get in the sun, do, do this, man. This backdrop, it just, just so patient, so genuine. Thank you. Um, but my favorite part is just the entire 360 view. You cannot find a place where you go, that's a shithole. It's just yeah. stunning everywhere you look. That's real. This is real. Chad, what's yours? I know uh, I just said everything, but... Gosh. I, I think that whole, I mean, that whole, when we woke up and we were all just well-rested, and see, everything we did that, that afternoon, uh, from coffee at you and I, Patrick and I spontaneously filmed a little bit when we were following y'all to the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. First thing in the morning, you know, just being really silly. And, uh, that doesn't sound like that. I, I tell you what, f- fuck golf. All this area right here, this could be used for coffee shops. Yeah, that was just a really fun afternoon. Just, yeah. Like, everything we did, was, I don't know, just hanging out with y'all. Was good yeah, time. And, and being introduced to your friends like that and yeah. them, t- them taking us in immediately. You know, every single one of them. I could call right now and borrow money from every single one of them. I could do that right now. Let's yeah. call them. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I snatched the person. I like how we walk into Kokomo's. I'm like, hey, what's up, Amber? Like, yeah. It was just like, yeah. you just run into people. And you're like, it's so cool. It's crazy. That was another yeah. thing, too. So what, what Turbo's talking about here is a, it's a club. And when I say a club, this is a club where on their busy nights, they'll have 4,000 people in that fucking place. Yeah. It's and a line out the door. And, and the line to get in. Yep. So it's right on the river that leads to the lake, of course. But it's it's just it's just beautiful. Think of San Antonio. No, don't think of San Antonio. Fuck San Antonio. Uh, no, think of the river walk in San Antonio. Now, imagine the water was nice and the shops were nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's not even San Antonio anymore, right? That's San Diego. Anyway, it's stunningly beautiful down there, the whole area. But Kokomos is, is this huge, huge nightclub stages everywhere. They got a pool. They got all kinds of stuff. Turbo's got some great stories. If you ever get Turbo alone, yeah. um, he, he'll turn I got a few. Yeah, he's got some great stories. But uh, So we're in there. We're talking to, to one of the shoot manager there. She should be. I don't know exactly her title. She, she's she's in there forever. She's tough as nails. Yeah. And there's no bullshit. She's, she's just... Yeah. I, I shook her hand and she had, a, she had that fucking... 
don't fuck with me handshake and I was like I like you they're talking about a gig they're talking about putting us it's like having us play in Margaritaville it's like yeah you know she's like club. you guys play here yeah and I was like yeah yeah and she's like yeah I'm gonna tell them like you guys should get up here I'm like where are we gonna play and she's like right there I'm like nice. okay yeah. huge I mean it's it's not a huge state but it's it, it's up now we're at 5,000 feet kids I don't know if you, you can tell but now we're literally and figuratively high but real sound I mean, I just love the attention to detail they put in. The lights, the sound, everything is just top drawer. Kokomo that we're talking about in Lake Havasu, Arizona. They are so serious about their the tremor. The tremor. To tell people what the tremor is. It's just like everything. It's just this big cup. She said, now, oh, we got a lid on it now. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Spoiled. It used to be these like plastic cups with a handle, you know. and But they're huge, right? Yeah, they're big, you know, just this big, right? And they... uh I don't know what's in it. I still don't know what's in it. It's like they just dump all of it in there. You have one of those. You're just like Long Island STs sort of thing. Yeah, it's like if you went to the soda machine and just put everything in. You know, like suicide. a suicide. Yeah. Yes, that's what it's like. You have one of those and you're wrecked. And it's like they just. I, I, they, I don't even remember them being that expensive. I think they were like ten dollars left over. You just just go. emptying out their well bottle. Yeah, you just get. Hammered, and I'm like, do they still have those here? She's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, I couldn't remember the name. I thought it was Tremors, but I was like, uh, and she's like, Tremors. And then, like, instantly, like, 40 stories are just <laughs> running through your, but you're like, the clouds just move when she sees the Tremors. And I'm like, oh my God, I got stories to tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was cool. I like being down there. And then, I don't know if I've told this on an older podcast, but underneath the bridge right there, there's that stage. That concrete stage underneath the first arch. Of the There's bridge. pictures. Yeah, Chad, cut the pictures. But it, but it was that was where I played my very first show. Me, my brother, and your very first right? show. How long was that show? I'm gonna say twenty. Oh, okay. 20. Hold on, hold on, hold on. before you say that, how long was your set supposed to be? One song. Oh, you only got to play one song. It was a talent show. So talent you got, show. You got to play one song. How much time did you actually take to play your one song? Twenty seconds. 20 was it that fast what happened 10 seconds it might have been 10 we had a first song it was called Mustard Jam Mustard Jam Mustard Jam Mustard Jam J-A-M yes jam. Okay. like two different yeah, things yeah, yeah, like yeah, Mustard yeah, yeah. Jam okay not Brother 8 you didn't cover Brother, brother 8 that would be better we go right into it my brother he kind of talks a little bit for, I mean one quick sense and he goes into this little guitar lead I'm getting ready to come in I mean I didn't even hit anything it's yeah. like as soon as I started hitting it, all of a sudden, I just don't hear anything anymore. And some kid, there's, I mean, he was our age or older, got up on stage while we started and, like, started kind of mosh pitting on the stage right when we started and kicked over his amp. And the amp fell down and the cord snapped into the imp and broke into the input. And he couldn't get it out to change the cable. And then everybody just started clapping and then it was over. Like, we had to, we just... It took me longer to put the drums up there. I literally put them up there, wow. sat down. I think I hit like one thing. And it was like, that's it? And that was it. We took the drums off. Before the town show was even over, they came over and handed us the participation like certificate and the free pizza. Wow. You got like a pizza for signing up or something. I was like, oh my God. We didn't, I was so embarrassed. But wow. that's why I was like, we're taking a picture down here. You know? Yeah. I do one for Kurt. And for those that haven't been to Lake Havasu, Arizona, I'll tell you this. I wasn't expecting what I saw. 
of what you're probably looking at in the photographs right now. I really was expecting a kind of semi-dirty little puddle in the, in the ground and some, you know, some three, five homes around and scattered. This is a beautiful, this is a beautiful American uh, gem, you know, and it's nestled right at the foot of these mountains. It's got California over on one side. It's got the, it's just, I I, I jumped in the water, maybe, maybe Chad will show the, yeah. the, the exit. <laughs> the, the water was freezing cold, but I have a, I have an addiction to, uh, to get in freezing cold by as well. So I, so I went and bought some shorts, didn't bring any of bought some shorts, went in there, and I, I just, it was so beautiful, just so fantastic. The lake is pristine. The people were, are so friendly. You guys want to say hi? I can't say enough good things about it. People don't call me for recommendations for holidays, but let me tell you this. If you like jet skiing and boating and swimming and hiking, and, and the food's, food was really good too. Just if you like all of those things, book yourself you know, a week. Just go, go out there. It's got everything that all those great towns have, you know, the Tahoe's and the, you know, it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. Go stay at the Nautical Land Beach Resort. Go ask for Megan. She'll take care of you over there. That place is awesome. And if you want to buy a house, go see. I'm just kidding. Just, just, just. God, I'm joking. So many insiders. But let, let me also say this. Let me also say this. Quick Time Charlie's, that's in Chandler, by the way. These guys don't know what they're fucking talking about. Say, how long has this been going on? Let's change the subject. Heidi booked that, and she played her fucking ass off. She just... Yeah. Nailed it. Ryan came out, her husband. I just can't get enough Ryan time. Ryan is Ryan is one of these people that he's probably as modest and as humble as you're gonna meet in a person, but he's he's kinda he's kinda like a, a fucking superhero. He's a brilliant man. Yeah. And then uh, Jeff Duncan came in uh, Friday, Saturday. Jeff's just been on another fucking level lately. Yeah. I think it's the crack cocaine for breakfast or the, you know, the sprinkling, the fucking, the math on his cereal, whatever he does in the morning, but he is just fucking, he's always been a good player, but he's been, he just, he just lit it up. He just fucking set shit on fire. Yeah. It was amazing. And it's, and it's nice to hang, here's the other thing. Jeff is not in the band, although we always call him the fifth blackguard. He's bailed us out, I don't know how many times. I mean, he always comes in at the top of his game, but this was one of the first times that we actually got to sit and hang out with him. Because yeah. he was stuck with us for two days. <laughs> yeah, he kept whistling the Huey Lewis stuck with you thing. I was like, hey, that's not funny. But we, we actually got to sit and hang with him. And he's got two two great kids. And uh, he said, man, it's, it's kind of nice to be, you know, just yeah. up and up and relaxed, you know. And out. And then, then he talked to Casey and his, his lovely wife, Casey. And she was bitching about the, the mayhem you know, that I had taken over. And he's got like... Uh, I feel guilty. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're too far away. But I mean, it's just, just all in all, a really uh, magnificent. If there's a word that's higher, that better than perfect, or mag perfect, or I mean, it just the, 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 this weekend was just even with the sound issues, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. I'm Absolutely. Away. It's way more than I would have ever expected from a, just a three day. Yeah, three gig excursion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was pretty epic. Yeah, we have a sewer bus, man. Yeah. Well, we, we were we were actually going to be out here longer. The original plan was we were coming out here to do some work with Heidi and do some 
promo shots and all. We had a whole bunch of things happen. But then, and, and without getting too personal, you know, we had Turbo's lovely wife had some family stuff to attend to, so we had to leave a little, little later. We didn't get to do it. But all that said, everything now is 100% better than it was when we left. Right? Yeah. So let's kill something. Let these fine people get on with their days. Thank you for watching, by the way. Thank you for yes. tuning into Slammercast. We're so grateful. And uh, I know we showed you last week, but I just want to let you know that uh, Greg Fugate, Rochelle Fugate, Sharon Fugate, Austin Fugate, this is from them. He's wonderful. Wonderful. With Connor's design on it. Yes. That's the Halloween uh, t shirt. Yeah, but we, yeah. Which may still be available on the website. I know, I know. It's not going to be there forever. So cool. So, uh, you want me to go first? Kill us all? I'll go first. Oh, you're, can you're I right. kill, can I kill and yes. resurrect yes. bands yes. instead of songs? Whatever you want. Okay. You're in charge. You booked the whole fucking tour. Go ahead. Do what you want. And I'm still killing. See? Team player. All right. I ain't killing songs. All right. No, this one. I'm going to kill this man. So, I just thought of it when you brought up Miss Foxy. When I first met her, she had this CD, uh, this band called Metric. Have you ever heard of them? No. I never heard of them either. Female singer. She's like, the CD was good. I liked it. It was good. And uh, I couldn't tell you the name of a song, but I would listen to it, you know. And uh, she just absolutely loved it. Well, all of a sudden, Beck was on tour coming through. And I went, oh my God, look who's opening for Beck. It's metric. Because they're from, I think, overseas. And uh, she's like, no way. I'm like, oh, we're going. I'm, we're, I'm taking this concert, you know. And uh, she never been to a big concert like that. That was her first, like, that type of level Stadium. concert. Yeah. It was outside, but, like, it, man, it was big. You know, cute. What city? It was in Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon, okay. Her. Yeah, so the summertime, and it was like, yeah, back and then the next night, Tenacious D played. We still now, like, we should have went to Tenacious D, but Beck was amazing. But, however, going back to Metric, we got there early. Like, we're going to see Metric. We're stoked. It was so disappointing. You, you said this before. That was the... the oh, did I say this one? Thanks. Metric. Kill it again. Stacy, we stopped. She stopped listening to the band. That's how bad the show was. It was so... I don't know what it was. The drummer was good. They had good players, but it just was so dull. And she just, just stood there. And I was just like, I mean, I asked Stacy during the show, she's going to vouch for me. Can I sit down? Because we were like standing up in the grass. I go, because we're going to be standing up for Beck the whole time. I don't want to stand the whole night. Okay, I'm going to sit down. And I sat down like in the grass. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be, that's how bad it was. So I'm killing Betrick because she was like devastated that that happened. Then Beck came on and freaking, then she was like, oh my God, this is the raddest thing ever. Yeah. But anyway, she was pregnant with Miles when we went. So she had her little pregnant belly at the concert. Yeah. I was like, that's Miles' first concert. The band I'm uh, going to resurrect is another one that's going to be connected to Miss Moxie. And uh, I pointed out to you, it was playing tonight with yes. what we're setting up. A band called The Distillers. Another female singer. Her name, the singer's name is Brody. And that's where she got the name Brody, her first son. I love the like grittiness of her voice. That's, I guess, my favorite thing about the band. And uh, so I'm going to resurrect the band, The Distillers. I think they're from, I don't know if they're all the way back to the 90s. I'm going to say they're in the 2000s. That's probably where they were, the early 2000s. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to get home and see if I can dig out their CD. So, all right. The Distillers. Excellent. Well, I'm going to shine a light. 
on a, a bad another female singer. A song that was huge that a lot of people don't like because of its enormity was Joey. Uh, I didn't hate the song because I thought the guitar solo was very good. I thought it was nice and tasteful. And Joey by Concrete Blonde. They got some decent airplay back in the I think, 90s when they came out. Phenomenal singer, great guitar player, great songwriting. That whole album, Bloodletting, is tremendous. Start to finish, great record. Even Joey, and Joey was kind of that, it got annoying because it was kind of like Sweet Child of Mine or something, just played all the fucking time. And it was a little bit monotonous. Joey, baby, I get crazy. It, it was given to me by a dear friend. The, the album was given to me. Uh, I came home from, from work one night. There was a row, single rose in a vase and a CD. And I went in and played the CD and I just sat there going, ah, that's amazing. So I love that bloodletting CD by Concrete Blonde. So it just the whole shine a light on the whole thing then the song I'm going to kill is by a band called Killed by Association I'm just kidding there's no such band the song I'm going to kill is uh, well now I'm going to change it fuck it I'm going to change it to uh, to our good friend Rick Astley uh, and anybody else that covers that fucking godforsaken song that I'm going to give you up I heard another cover of it tonight or since tonight it was maybe yesterday it was, it, was, it was in a car going past and it was definitely not the original version you still want to drive a stick through somebody's eyeball when you hear it and I just don't like that song you know I, I think that the people do the Rick roll and they, they think that they got you it's as funny as somebody shouting Freebird at a concert let me also point out Arizona Chandler Lake Havasu Bullhead not one fucking time did any of these people think it would be funny to shout Freebird no, nobody did it. You know why? Because they're fucking adults. I did hear play some Johnny Cash. I heard that one. I heard that one. After we ripped one, like, yeah, crushed it. Yeah. Monty came up after the show. He was like, I think that's the best version of Johnny Cash song I've ever heard. Who said that? Monty. Yeah, he's the dad of uh, Kid Sean who used to sing in the band with. He was at Jeremy's. He was on the, like, kind of off to the right. He had the hat. Yeah. And he came up to the front and he was just, like, freaking out when you were playing that song I was, he, I was so pumped up I almost got distracted we were playing I was like where are we because I couldn't stop watching him he was just melting down with excitement I was so stoked yeah. I had fucking goosebumps I was freaking out dude. that's awesome. cool I also want to point out too you keep saying that when you were playing you, you know you were there too right yeah I don't I, remember even playing because I was like I watching this dude I know let me tell you about this too and again we can't even take this part out if we don't want to but the the people that came, your friends that hadn't seen you play in this band, at first, when we were in Lake Havasu, people were, so many people, so many memories, so much time in between people seeing and hanging out with each other. So the first part of the show was kind of soft, meaning we didn't have full attention. The PA should have been a little bit bigger for that room. Mine wasn't ours, it was theirs. I think it should have just been a little bit bigger. And what I mean by soft is there just wasn't a lot of attention at first because people are just kind of freaking out going. People that went to high school together are now seeing each other in their mid to late 40s, some 50s, and there's a lot of there's a lot of commotion. Yeah. So what I noticed from the stage was when they kind of got that out of their system 
and it was halfway through the first set, there was a to the stage. And what I meant went to the stage is they came to the stage, they started listening to the lyrics of the songs and they started dancing around and so then it became the show. Yeah. And I really truly enjoyed that's called that's called the, the, the turbets. You know, the, the fan club. You could feel, see, touch, taste, know the fucking the pride that they felt for you. It was it was I'm still I'm still lost for words. It was a it was a, it was a magnificent magnificent time. And we made listen also Turbo made a beautiful couple try tonight. Uh, can I tell that story? You can. Beautiful couple, Nell and Steve. Yeah. And they came to see us tonight. And they were like kids on Christmas morning. They were on the edge of the seat. They were so excited. Thank you for coming here. And they just could not be more gracious. Right? Because we... Absolutely. They were just fans. Just out and out fans. And, and their son's a drummer. And he recently got into an accident. Broke his neck. He said he's not paralyzed. But, you know, he's got a long road recovery. I was like, well, here. And I gave him a pair of drumsticks. And I go, let me get a marker real quick. And I gave a marker and I wrote on him to get well. And the next thing you know, I kind of look over at the dad and he's starting to cry. And I just gave him this big hug and I go, I go, dude, he's it's going to be okay, you know? And he was like, thank you. And the next thing you know, he's just crying. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. And then he was, he was, he was balling. He was balling. He was balling. He was balling. There was tears. And he just, because I, I came over. After that, I just came over after the thing. And I was like, "Did Turbo try to kiss you?" Well, like, he was so moved, and they were so. They were he was like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like, yeah." He's like, "Yeah, you know." And I was like, "What's his name?" And yeah, and uh, so Damon. And so I was right on there, you know. Get well, I go here. This stick is to get well, and then the other one, I was like, "Rock on." And yeah. This one's when he's ready to rock, and so. Yeah. I was like, man, get him back up. You'll get healthy again, and then get him behind that kid here. Beat the yeah. hell out of these things, you know? Yeah. So, and I said, cool. you know, I brought that story up because usually Turbo is like pushing little old ladies across, you know, like, you know, into a pond or something. But yeah, it's, yeah, you know. So it was just nice to see you. Know. It was nice to see you do something nice for a change. This whole trip was so, it was so beautifully imperfect in a perfect way and it was yeah easily one of my one of my favorite trips that I took as, as a band yeah. it's amazing so I think it's time for you to uh, kill yeah kill it's your turn yes balls okay 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 I hate to do this because Frank was playing just amazing stuff uh, in his playlist uh, between before and between the shows and after the show. All that 80s punk and new wave and just great stuff he was playing. One of them wasn't an 80s song. It was um, Never... I don't know if it's the title of the song. It never had to knock on wood with whoever does that song. Mighty Mighty Boston. Yeah. yeah. I know they're a great band. I don't like that song. And it's also... It's that insult injury. It's, it's been overplayed to death used in commercials and incidental music on talk shows and things like that and uh, I don't know it just, I just it's one of those things where I, I've heard it so many times I just feel like I'm listening to a commercial whenever it comes on so sorry but uh, um, 
You don't have to apologize. Yeah, I know. I just whenever I kill a good band song, I, I yeah, they are a good breaks band. my heart. Yeah, yeah. but you. So <laughs> the other thing, this is more kind of an obvious thing because this was a huge hit uh, in '78 or '79 whenever it came out. Uh, but Christopher Cross, but Patrick and I were listening to it's a really great interview with Christopher Cross uh, with Rick Beato and Christopher Cross is just a most of you from our age anyway would know him for the song I'm going to mention but also Sailing and, and the theme song from Arthur if you get caught between the moon and New York City I mean a terrific songwriter but there was so much about him I didn't know listening to that interview was so fascinating and he's just such a great guy the other thing is fascinating about him too 72 years old you, you look at him in this interview he looks like he's maybe 40 uh, and he sounds like he's 20 uh, still sings like a bird sounds like a young man sings like a young man it's just plays like a motherfucker plays like a motherfucker yeah so anyway one of the one of the main topics of conversation in this interview was Ride Like the Wind which was I think his first big hit and um, off his first record and I don't know how often you hear that song these days but it really is a tremendous. I mean, it's it's classified as light rock, but it, it's it fucking cooks. And the, the thing, reason why that song kind of came back into notoriety on YouTube, anyway, is because Rick Beato, the guy who's conducting this interview, had discovered the multi tracks from this recording session and was shining a light in his own way on Christopher Cross's guitar solo, which is buried in the mix. I may have talked about this on the show before. Highlighting what a great guitar player he was, <laughs> it's just so, so fascinating. Because he really he kind of t- says in the interview how what a long slog it was for him to get as good as he is. Because he, when he first started off, he didn't even know how to solo. He didn't even know what the scales were. You know, to work on a pentatonic scale, he didn't even know what that was. Because he's not classically trained. You, you would wouldn't guess it. He's not jazz trained. He's not classically trained. Everything he learned is just on his own. But he works with jazz trained players, and that's one of the reasons why his stuff is so good. But it's just it's just an incredible song. And it's, it's one of those tunes that has inspired. It's like a, he had a producer on that, on that record, but I, I think of Christopher Cross is like a producer because his stuff is so impeccably put together and he works with really talented people. But it is, it is kind of like a producer's produced song because musicians and really uh, acclaimed musicians, producers and engineers just really dig on that stuff. It's kind of, they talked about Steely Dan on the interview too. So that's also, it's also kind of in that class, I think. So it's just, it's, a lot of fascinating stories about the song. It's a great song. If if you're younger than we are, you may not be familiar with it, so do listen to it. And after that interview that I had writing Ride Like the Wind just playing nonstop in my brain for a couple of days afterwards. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting home and actually listening to some of Christopher Cross's records in full. Yeah, the uh, the other the, the other song that that's just was my absolute favorite on that record was Poor Shirley. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just it's pop. It's there's no light rock. There's no. It's just a fucking pop song. But goddamn, if it's not a, a, an amazing hook. Yeah, and it's just start to finish a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. So poor Shirley. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's that's been a lifelong favorite of mine. So yeah. the one gem. I mean, there's so many cool things in this interview. I didn't know. It's totally just incidental, but. He, he reveals in this interview that he actually sat in with Deep Purple because Richie, I forget what it was, Richie Blackmore got sick or something. So they actually had Christopher Cross come in and sub on guitar yeah. for this one show. He's the only, he's and, the only guy that replaced him. Yeah, Richie told later, it's the only time anybody ever subbed for Richie Blackmore. Was that show, it was fucking Christopher Cross. 
what the fuck? That's so crazy. I, I, I just can't even picture that. And I, I hope to God there's like a bootleg of that show somewhere. Oh, that'd be cool. Good Lord. So we are, uh, we've already, we've already killed Quite, quite a few miles 30 degrees I just 30 degrees it was, it was 27, it was 27. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say it when you were talking I was like do it ah, do it no. this is Slappercast you get to there, there, there are no rules I'm just gonna go yeah so 27 degrees it's back up to 30 so now we can open the windows yay yeah. and uh, anyway so uh, uh, I wish I wish I could show you the silhouettes out here the mountains are so majestic and they're so Ah, uh, I mean, see we're, we're, you can. Yeah. Let me kill that light for a minute and see what happens. Uh, I don't know if it's going to help. Hold no. On, <laughs> hold on, hold on. No. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just, I'll be just. Here's, Here's some more. Yeah, we've got some great footage. We've got some great pictures. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got yeah. some. I mean, it was nonstop. I don't know if people realize too that you're a professional rock skipper. Do they know that? Anybody know that? Do you guys know that? Boss oh, man. Oh God, yeah. Boss man's a professional off. rock skipper. We're skipping rocks down the lake today, and I'm like, man, I should have been filming that. I'm like, what the? I thought I was good. I did a couple, like five, six skips. I'm like, oh, let me show you guys what's up. Yeah, he's getting them like all the way up. You're like, ding, 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 Oh, he, he threw one and I'm not sure it hit the water. Like it just was like right on the every head. time. He's like, no, do it like this, Ted. Okay. Plunk. Every single fucking time. Single skipper. Yeah. yeah. You got the one down. Well, I think the one was the first one I threw. I wasn't even trying to skip it. That was the first one. Yeah. And it went bing bing. That's so funny. Oh well. You're all I give up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, Turbo was going to take my rocks. I'm going. Yeah, that's what I said. I, said, I, I, I was like, shh, no, no, what did you say? What did he say? I said, don't give up. Never mind. No, I said, yeah, yeah, like, don't yeah. give up. <laughs> and you're like, well, then we're then when you saw what happened after about a couple minutes of it, we're like scoping to find the right rock. Everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I gotta find the good one. Do you have a picture of that? We have a still. I have a picture of him trying uh, throwing one out. Oh, you gotta, to, yeah. you gotta share that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it, it was funny because oh, yeah, uh, to cover the <laughs> it was funny because <laughs> Jeff Duncan found found this perfect rock and Chad was struggling with this technique so he couldn't get he couldn't get it to skip yeah and he handed it to me and he goes oh that's a good one and I was like oh that's a really good one and I was gonna give, give it to Chad to you know maybe yep. maybe this is the this is the one to help I was like no nah, it's too it's too, too perfect yeah, yeah there was there was, just, there was just two or three rocks it's just a I was like, man, <laughs> not, not this one. And of course, I went, dude, it's all that turn. Like, I was like, you have a boomerang rock, dude. It's going to come back. I've never seen a skip rock turn and come back. Like, it was like, boss, man. That's funny. I didn't know this was, I didn't know you had this talent. See? Can do something. That was cool. It was all peaceful. Here's the boats. Yeah. So beautiful. So, let me ask you this, too. Lake Havasu. God knows how many years later. What are your thoughts? Feels the same, looks the same. But how, how, how do you feel about the place? Do you miss it? Do you? I know you miss your friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I, 
I've always loved Havasu. You know, I mean, I can tell. Yeah, I, I got nothing ill to say. You know, I, I left Havasu to start my family. Yeah, that's why I left. You and, did, uh, you did good on that. Okay, yeah, I got married, started my family, and you know, it's more of a retirement beach town. And so I was seeking something different. I was seeking a career, and I was gonna. You know, and so I went after something else, and so that wasn't offered there, and so I, that's why you know I left. So Chad, I'm going to ask you a question. I already have the answer in my head, but if Turbo had stayed in in, in Havasu, what would he? What would Turbo be today? Oh, he'd still be running a hill, man. That's where he learned how to do it. No, I know that, but I'm just saying. Well, see, I I think he would definitely do that. that lap, but I think he'd be the mayor. I think you'd oh. be the <laughs> I think you'd be the you know the you mayor? Know, yeah. Or the you know, the sheriff or something. You'd be I do. Okay. You got to walk on the London Bridge? You did? Yeah. It's crazy that. That just that still blows my mind. So when you said the London Bridge is there it just changes something like a Yeah, see what I did there? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna flip it around, I'm gonna show you guys the bridge from this side. Man, I'm so happy. It's my hometown. Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Oh, he caught me. <laughs> he caught me. Let me make a phone call. <laughs> All right, tonight we're gonna be at Jeremy's Juke Joint, seven o'clock. Come on down, get there early. So you said the London Bridge is there. What I heard was they've got a replica of the, you know, Bridge of London. Yeah. No idea. You kept saying, yeah, they got the London, I was like, I wish you'd shut the fuck up. It's just a bridge. It's not just a bridge. Irish Bridge right there. Check it out. They renamed it today. Yeah. <laughs> Irish Bridge? Yeah. Tell the story? Yeah, so McCulloch uh, bought the London Bridge, the actual London Bridge, and they took it apart, like piece by piece, brick by brick. I just... Oh, got to get that in there. Yeah. And... Uh, shipped it over to Havasu and that was kind of how the city started. There was one street and that was McCulloch. That main street that we went to uh, we had breakfast, the Red Onion and yeah. uh, that main street. Good breakfast, thank you very much. And uh, So they built the bridge but it wasn't even an island. It was like a peninsula right there and then they, they built the London Bridge and I think it was in like 64 60 something right there that year. And then they dredged it underneath all around. That's how they created that whole big channel, that whole big waterway. And then next thing you know, then you know it evolves into the city. That's kind of how it started. Amazing. That's how it started. But it's incredible to see the old photos, like the area photos, because you're like, it's just a big pile of dirt. And then now it's this, this gorgeous freaking, you know, kind of big resort down there. It's a manicured yeah, river walk with beautiful parks on the, on the one side and dog parks and uh, basketball courts and great beaches and it's just it's just mind blowing I, I guess I didn't realize this connection but that's why I like even my own house I like it manicured and nice and always like that it's because I grew up in that environment yeah. so a lot of, I just made that connection right now yeah. just right now I just had a breakthrough yeah so that's why that's why he's so good at landscaping too because he wants the that's it you know yeah. he wants that <laughs> yeah, now you got me thinking. I wonder what would happen. Like, what would it be doing? You know, what? Do you, what would you? I'm telling you, you would be you would be in charge of the city. 
Because, yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no doubt. And the only reason why I say that, the reason why you're not doing it in Houston, because it's Houston's not. It's just pockets of mayhem. Havasu is a it's a focus. focus yeah, it's, that's my stop stealing my fucking words. You say, but you're exactly right. I mean, it's exactly it's concentrated. It's one area, and everybody knows everybody. It's that town where they film Jaws without the shark. It's just it's cool. <laughs> All right. On that note, so. Uh, you know, jump on in the van. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And uh, thanks for all your lovely comments, too. We, we, we didn't get to it last week because we've been just hammered out. But we got some lovely comments and some, some great feedback and stuff like that. Just all, all our friends in, in, in Arizona, thank you for making us feel so at home. And always thank you to Patreon. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I know you know this. I know it's been up for a while, but the, the Ireland dates are up. Yep. And you got to go check them out because, you know, you can always make more money. You can't make more time. Let's go to Ireland. Yeah. 2024. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. See ya. Come on. We're not getting off this thing. You think we're getting done? We're not getting off. Look, they think we're getting off here. Nah. Check this out. <laughs> Come join me. Come on. Hey, how are you guys doing? How's it going? Look at this guy, dude. You want to say hi? Say hi. Hi. Yes. You guys want to say hi? What's up, everybody? This is what happens when they gave me the camera. <laughs> That's so funny. The noise. <laughs> oh, I blocked it out.